Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Michelle DeKaiser, mama coach and community builder, and she's inspiring and empowering mamas. She's also an entrepreneur and a blogger. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much, AJ, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just um, learn Thank from you, you and Thank share you. with your audience. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on the show, Michelle. And we'll be talking about how do we make true connections in these times in 2023 and yes. beyond. And that's a challenge. And since yes. you focus on mamas, we will come to that. But firstly, about true connections, uh, Michelle, what do you understand about true connection? What would you like to tell us about your understanding about true connection? What should the audience understand from you about this? Well, I know sometimes the, the hardest part to start with is we want to take that shortcut. We want to say is, how do we make that friend? How do we do that? But honestly, the true connection is first figure out what you want as a person. What are the things that light you up? Because when you start going towards those things, that's when you attract the people who will help you with that and grow with you in that. Because when you just try to say, oh, I, we go on social media and we look and we say, oh, I want what they have. And we have this envy feeling for that. But we don't necessarily want that. We want the people that, that are going to speak to our souls. And the only way to find that is if we know what our soul is saying. And somehow in this day and age, we've lost so much of that. Right. Right, Michelle. And, you know, you focus so much on mamas. Why is that? Where And when you talk of mamas, where what is true connection in that context? Well, for me... Um, with starting out and going through is like you want, where do you, where is your passion? Where, where, again, looking at what lights me up. And for me as a mom coming into this, um, all of a sudden I realized, who am I? And I know I'm not the only mom that feels this way. And somewhere along the lines, society told us as moms, we need to do this by ourselves. I mean, when you look back and you think a lot about how we used to live in tribes, how we used to live in villages and do this together. All the women were always together. All of a sudden, now we have our own little boxes, our own little cars, and we're supposed to know on how to do all this by ourselves, which is so not true. It, it's just not even in our innate abilities to do it because we need that connection, and but that genuine connection. When we look, for instance, when, when I was in some groups, I felt like the connection we found was, was being negative. So we like... Who had the worst day? Whose baby sped up the most? And, and, and you go through this negative spiral and that's not, doesn't actually speak to you. doesn't speak to your soul. And so you want to connect and figure out what are the things that I like doing? And when you start looking out and going towards that, then you start to bring the people that speak to you closer to you. And it's, 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 it takes longer than just saying, I'm going to go find this friend. Okay. Okay. Let's look at it this way then. Why do people feel disconnected so that, you know, when there is a need, there is a need for true connection. What is it that you lose out when you are disconnected? And why do you feel disconnected in today's time? Why do mamas or anybody else, but specifically when you're talking of mamas, why do they feel disconnected? Uh, several of them. And that is where 
the need for true connection also arises. The disconnect really comes from those learned behaviors where once we got that baby, all of a sudden, like, we got to take care of this baby and put all our energy into this. And we kind of pushed people away. And it wasn't not necessarily intentionally or just, I mean, it is a beautiful thing to, to take care of someone else and do this. But all of a sudden, they get to a point where you do have those moments of pockets and they can start taking care of themselves. But all of a sudden, you for so long have pushed everyone away and you learn the behavior that I got to do this by myself. All of a sudden, you look at yourself and say, how do I do that? It was that behavior that you pushed in. And so now it's it's about the disconnect. It's about relearning those behaviors. How do I make those connections? How do I talk to another person without feeling embarrassed or shameful or look back at those friends I had or want to make new connections with saying, well, I pushed them away and now no one's going to want anything to do with me. And so how do we do that is what the question comes down to being. And what I've learned from that is that we really need to do it by coming together and taking those small steps together to have those conversations and discussions and being vulnerable with each other. But it's not easy. And so for me with Connecting Mamas, I want to create that space to allow them to have that time and that that space to have those conversations and to start those baby steps. And I specifically want to do it virtually because we need to start those small steps. And virtually that group can go anywhere with you. So if you move, you would still have your group that you got from Connecting Mamas. But then as you start to practice those steps and practice talking and being vulnerable with them, you start to then be able to take that and have that confidence then to take to your in-person life and find those in-person friends and that connection that you also need. Because we do need that physical connection. But it just starts with those baby steps and learning those behaviors again of how do we connect without being embarrassed by it. Right, Michelle. Right. Now to understand from you better, uh, how did you come to connecting mamas? I'm, I'm sure if I understand, uh, it was not an easy journey, not an easy realization for you. And you then finally came out to helping others. But for the audience, if you could share a bit of a background, uh, you know, somewhere maybe around uh, COVID and early to that when you were not the same as you are at the moment. It, it's funny, kind of um, one of my big dates for me is September 1st of 2020. So kind of in the midst of COVID, um, it was a big day where um, I felt for me, um, I had this feeling of like a fog over me. Like I didn't know what I wanted. My kids were starting to get to the point where, I, like I said, I would have those pockets of time, but I would fill those pockets of time with TV or Candy Crush or things that just didn't feel, feel me up. And then I feel worse for wasting, for feeling like I'm wasting that time. So on September 1st of 2020 was actually the day that I decided, well, as a family, we decided we were going to homeschool our kids because of COVID. Um, we, my husband um, and I both had people who had cancer and we not knowing the effects of COVID and everything, we decided that we would homeschool them. And on that same day, I also started a program called the 75 Heart. And that was something for me, where it was the first program that actually took me through a year long journey that when I started on day one, my husband was one of those programs we looked at, he goes, okay, when's she going to quit? <laughs> you could see the look on his face, like she's not going to do this. And for the first time, I think I just had come to the point where I didn't know how it was going to help propel me forward, but I needed something that was going to shake me up. And so I, the program is 75 days and it's one of those ones where if you don't do one of the things, you start back at day one. But there are three phases that take you through the rest of the year so that you have breaks, but then you go through the rest of the year. Anyways, phase three 
um, has things like talking to strangers and you're supposed to do these things every day. Um, but one of the things is just to take your picture daily, right? But if you don't do any one of these steps in that day, you're supposed to, in phase three, you can't really restart because you have to do it at the end, um, you have to finish in that month before to really say you finished. Anyways, I get to day 25 of phase three and I must have fallen asleep doing my reading because part of it is to, to do personal development and to read something to learn. And I wake up at like 2.30 in the morning and realize the one thing, I talked to a stranger, I'd taken a five minute cold chart. The one thing I didn't do was take my picture. It's 2.30 in the morning and I'm like so upset at myself. And I'm, I go, I go take a picture of me at 2.30 in the morning, like really mad at myself. And I say, I'm going to quit and not do the last five days. My husband's like, what are you even talking about? Whatever. And I ended up finishing the five days. I finished gray area, whether I finished that, but what I realized in hindsight was this probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause it really, it's not necessarily the end goal. It was the fact that now I looked at, what did I do in this year long journey? Well, I'd lost weight. I'd got my love of learning back. I'd got a direction. And that's what it really comes down to is, is really being able to enjoy that journey. And that was kind of like an eye opener for me that that's really what it's about is that we take these days and we try to have as many moments in each day. We don't need to wait till tomorrow to pick one thing today that we can plan to enjoy. And it doesn't have to be a long thing. You can just say tomorrow, I'm going to take this 10 minutes and I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to enjoy it. And the more we get that curiosity and figure out what those things are, the more it compels and it moves us forward further and further. Right. Right, Michelle. Two questions here. One is that, you know, why do uh, women uh, after having children and all, why should they be losing their connections? Why should they be losing their friends, not able to connect. I know it takes a lot of time, but uh, for, you know, for, for raising up children. But then it's an equal world. A lot of people or families try to do it together, husband and wife, both parents together. Many women, they work also. There also they have their uh, responsibilities. They are able to manage it and manage it well. So why is it that when it comes to babies, you start losing yourself and your connections at that part uh, so that, you know, you can be, you know, mindful of those things and then take care of not losing out and, you know, in the process, losing out yourself. Second thing is, tell us a bit more about connecting mama so that, you know, people know how to exactly get back into that flow and earlier flow of life that is so much needed in today's time. Two questions at the same time. Wow, you just know how to throw them. I love it. Um, first of all, I think what it really comes down to is that when you get that baby in your hand for the first time, it's just this overwhelming feel that you want to take care of this of this person, right? And for us, at least for me, looking back at how society has been, I mean, look at the 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 video, the TVs in the 1950s, and just the image that we have in our heads is that we give ourselves to our families. And so until we start to say that that's not the way things have to be, that if we start to give more to ourselves and we, we see that model for our kids, that's when certain things start to change. But I look at our model that a lot of us had as ki- as young girls is this model that you give yourself to your family, that, that all of a sudden all your friends now become whoever the kids' friends are. Like you might become friends with the moms of the kids, but it's not necessarily someone that you would connect for. It's only because your kids are friends. And those becomes your friends for time period. And then all of a sudden, a lot of empty nesters, all of a sudden, like, who are my friends anymore? 
So we go, we do go through these chapters of our lives, but it, if we start to take into consideration and looking at this now, whether you're having a baby or not, and we start to see this and make conscious choices, then it can be different. I mean, my kids are still, um, my oldest is 12 now. My, um, I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, so I'm still in the big trenches of it. I haven't even got teenagers yet. So it's not impossible to start the process early, but it's, it's the desire to want to. And and thinking that, and the biggest thing I think also comes up is that moms say that they don't have time. And that's what I've noticed a lot too, is also like, because we have kids, we don't have time for ourselves, which that's when I would say, let's take a time inventory. What, what do you spend your time on then? If you say you don't have time, what are, and like, for me, when I would look, I'd say, I don't have time, but I'd look at the things that were dragging me down. Like, so if, if I was watching TV show just for the sake of watching TV, not because I wanted to. Because there's a difference. I'm not saying TV is a bad thing, but it's about the choices we make. Are, am I actually watching this because I'm engaged and it's something I want to watch? Or am I just because I was tired and I sat down, that's something I can do? It's those choices that we're making um, as we go along with it. So then coming back to connecting mamas, what my my theory about or, or what, I've tried, what I'm working on creating is a six-week course to guide these moms together. I just love like, as I said, connecting people. And so ultimately I have a check-in process that we go through. And so C stands for curiosity, where we've been talking about a lot about curiosity. H is for honesty. E is for expectations. C is for connection. And then K is for keep listening. And then intentional. Now, the point though, is with the connecting part is when you're in the Zoom room in this group, I want to give those moms a three to five group that they will take with them at the end of this course. Because this, this isn't a sprint. This isn't, okay, today, this is the end all be all, I'm done. This is your life. This is your journey. So we want people who are going to be in this who want to do this with us. And so this is what I call a growth ship because you want to take those women with you and then have the guidance of how do I run this and keep this going and how do we grow? And what are things that we want to learn? Maybe we want to learn guitar together. Maybe we want to learn um, how to draw together. It doesn't have to necessarily be personal development. It's just about enjoyment and supporting each other and finding the right people. And so I kind of want to be a matchmaker for those moms and put them all together and just create these women's circles to flourish and to bring those the joy to each other and then pass it on to their families and do more with their kids and find the things that they enjoy doing with their kids. Right, right. So if I understand correctly, Michelle, is that you lose out on the external connections. But in the process... Why does it happen that you lose out on connecting with yourself? How does it happen? You are with yourself all the time. Are the external forces, external influences, or even to that extent, even social media influence, is it so strong that a very strong women, women are considered to be quite strong as well as vulnerable at the same time. But is it so much of influence from outside or even some changes in life that you can lose out on yourself? How does that happen? And how do you make that true connection with yourself uh, with connecting mamas? That, that is such a wonderful question. I, I just love your question. Um, what I think it really comes down to is even if you look at the aspect of curiosity, right? So your three-year-old will probably ask 100 questions a day about what they're curious about. When you get to be an adult, including men as well, we're down to maybe one question. Most of our questions are about to our kids, like, did you get your homework done? It's not about things that we are interested in. And so 
somewhere along that line, we miss that. And so it really comes back to regaining that curiosity again. And almost as moms, we have actually a, a cheat sheet of how to do it. Because if we look through the eyes of our kids, we can start to see and get learn from them how to be curious again. But I think that's where we lose it because we get so in the busyness of just getting things done. Let me get my to-do list done. Let me get this done. Let me get the kid to this thing that we stop. We don't take time to think about it or to even explore with it. And if we get that curiosity back, that's what's going to propel us forward and to figure out what we want or who we are anymore. Right, right. Now, herein comes the role of the man of the family or the partner. What is it that men have missed, are missing out amidst all this thing that is happening with somebody that they love so much? Or, you know, why, why, why is it that they are not able to play as much active role as that is required because women are actually facing a difficult time, which can be, which is also a very happy time for them, for the family. So what is it that men should do? What is it that they can do? Where is that most activeness part comes in? What is it that women are not able to tell them to be, you know, to be with them, to be, you know, to help them be themselves and, you know, uh, to keep their connections also alive to their, to have their own self alive in terms of connections outside as well as inside. Because it, it all takes two to tango, you know, and one person cannot do all the things uh, alone. How does that work? Men should also know they have to be there. And, and again, I think it comes down to what men want to do. Like for my situation, like my husband doesn't necessarily want to do all the personal development or things like that. But if I bring a suggestion to him, he's willing to try it, partake in it, do it. But it also depends if they're willing or they don't want to. So for men that are willing, I would say for them to go figure out what do start with what they want to do. What, 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 do, what desires drives them? Again, I think the problem is we're trying to do something for someone else. And so if the man really wants to help, he wants to figure out what's going to bring him joy and make that connection a, a genuine connection with his wife, not trying to solve what's going on with her, but to bring his light to her in, in what he wants to do and to try and maybe suggest doing, I mean, maybe reading a book together or doing some of these things together um, and, and maybe going in and saying, well, let's look at some of these courses or let's look at a retreat or let's look at something and what's something we both want to do and try that. And it's not, it's no, it's not, it's not anyone's one job to fix someone else. You start with yourself and then I know you want to help the spouse. So then you bring up ideas, but you, you need to come to that compromise and figure out what can we do together that we want to do. Okay. Okay. Then let's understand from this, from a woman's point of view, what is the ultimate goal of motherhood? Is it just to have children or is it also beyond that is something fulfilling for her that fulfills her? Then why, why should, why should she lose out on herself in that process? The goal should be fulfillment and not should not be losing out on herself. So how should women look at motherhood you know, uh, in this new changing uh, times when, you know, 
when it's all about fulfilling uh, achieving lot of fulfillment not just for for the man but also for the woman how do you look at that i think part of it is that for so long we were looking at like our whole goal was to make sure our kids are happy and our kids are doing what they need to do that they're getting all their activities in that they're doing all these things but really what we should be looking at is how do we model for our kids and model what a successful or happy adult looks like and so for moms to be fulfilled like you're fulfilling the things that you enjoy and you're modeling that for your kids which actually brings in more genuine connection for instance with my son um before i start doing all this he's very similar personality to me and so a lot of times we would just butt heads and it would be a screaming match between the two of us and half time i'm like i go to my husband will you deal with me so you can i i just pass him off to you but as i've been working through this and learning more about how to connect and how to be with them and he sees my joy in doing entrepreneurship and he sees my joy in wanting to do this he i never would have first saw him wanting to help me make a youtube video like he finds such excitement and joy in supporting me and it's really when you find that light and you're starting to go towards the thing the people around you want to support you when they see that you're happy and that's what you're modeling to your kids and that's what it should be about is and then at the same time if he's talked about maybe wanting to do his own cooking youtube channel or a podcast and so then i want to support him which is a relationship we would never have had if i hadn't gone down this path and so it's really just about finding your light and then being able to be excited because they have that light and supporting them in it right right so uh, michelle you talk about uh, you know women empowerment about having a very nice environment at home surrounded by grace what is grace all about how do you bring grace in your life in your environment well grace is something i feel like we lack in giving ourselves we we have this perfection feeling and we need to just go 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 and then when we get sick or or we don't finish a project or something then we're just beating ourselves down and that's where the grace comes in and where grace really supports me with connecting mamas is that that's what brings us together is it when the format that i use for that is that we are supporting each other in grace so that we're not there to fix each other we're there to witness and to listen because when you're witnessed by other people by what you're going through it's a different feeling than when you're just telling a friend and they're trying to give like they're saying they're trying going well how can i help her how can i fix it and it's a different type of feelings because we're not here we're here to listen and to validate and to just have that space and that space is what grace provides right right and i asked you earlier about the role of man or men in the family what about the larger family even children now children nowadays understand things even at a young age and they are very close to their mothers but many a times it happens that a woman a mother finds herself all alone when uh, and sometimes in in tears what is it that children especially you know maybe not teenagers but even 8 9 10 years old they do understand when they do understand about social media they also understand about so many other things what is it and they want their mothers to be happy to be cheerful all the time what is it that they should uh, know about these things what is it that the way they can be uh, around their mother so that she should not feel that she is alone in times of 
difficult times and even when raising the most beautiful of her children. Well, the one thing that I've noticed on that note with even my 12 year old is, for instance, we just we just went on a trip to Florida and I don't know if I was having about with emotions or hormones or something, but I, I had a down moment and I could all the stuff that I'd been telling him about how to turn things around stuff. All of a sudden he was now that support system for me, telling me everything and, and trying to work that through and giving some of those things. So again, it really, they, they soak it all in. They, they really soak in everything that you do with them and the connections and the time you spend with them. And so it really just comes down to that modeling again. And even if you are having a, no one's perfect. We're going to have, we're going to go through our emotions, but the key is, are we like, are we sitting in them or are we letting them pass and we're working through them? And the goal is to, to get a little bit more control our emotions so we can work through them because we're all going to have, them. we're going to get scared at times. We're going to get sad. We're going to get upset. We're going to get angry. I'm still going to yell at my kids. It's, it's going to happen. But what, what is the extent to how often it happens and to the effect of how often are you reacting versus responding? And so the key is just that you're able to respond more by what you're doing. And the kids are going to see that. And then they're going to pick up and start doing mimicking what you do. And so the same thing I, we were talking about before is we were mimicking what our moms were doing before. We were being the martyrs. We were mimicking what we saw as girls. And so we want to change that for our future daughters. So they're not being uh, feeling them that they have to be the martyrs in 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 the family. Right, right. Because you talk about the circle of grace, Michelle, and how do the immediate family be a part of that circle of grace? That is what I was trying to understand better. Because everybody has a great role to play uh, for the for the person who is the center of their lives. Mamas right. are like that. And so I. Honestly, it comes back to as, as you learn as a mom and, and you get these tools that you're using on yourself, they start to see it. And that's that's how they become part of it, is that now my kids, we have more of a morning routine together. We do use affirmations. And, and I never did any of these things before. I used to, in my mornings, I remember before, the, before we did homeschooling and stuff, I can remember some of those um, mornings where I was just pulling my hair out and like, can they get out the door? Half the time now, they're making their own lunches. They're doing all these things. But it's because that we're doing these these processes together and working through it. And um, today we were reading a chapter in Fredless Douglas in the morning and talking about slavery. Um, it was this book about failures. And so it's just that chapter. But it's, it's going through those and seeing the things that you want to do with your kids and empowering them to learn how to be empathetic and to be compassionate. And we do that as a family unit. Right, right, Michelle. Uh, you have actually enlightened us on a lot of things, and I'm sure uh, so uh, will the audience as well as not only just for today, but even for coming days. But there is so much of learning. Learning never ends, and it's all men are also always work in progress. So, but you come out with a lot of stuff, you know, put on YouTube, Instagram. So tell us where exactly people can read or know more about your content. And how exactly, you know, people or especially mamas can connect with you on Connecting Mamas? How do they do that so that the best place they right the now, best out of you? The best right now is just to go directly to the website. Um, there's a free, there's even a free course there for you where you can just check in and go through videos and, and see um, if that resonates with you. 
Um, I do have a YouTube channel and I have Instagram and, but all those links are directly just on connect. If you go to connectingmamas.com, you can find all of that stuff, find the links to YouTube. You can find the links to Instagram. And those are the big places that you will find me. And I just want to basically connect moms. And I really think it's about the baby stuff. So I want to do want to give one tip on connection because a lot of times we, we feel like, Oh, they always tell us, oh, you need to go find the group that speaks to you. And you need to just, again, it's about those baby steps. So what I recommend is the next time that your barista says hi to you at Starbucks or someone asking the grocery store where something is, take it one step further and just ask them another question or give them a compliment. Again, we're trying to practice and learn new behaviors of being open and connecting more because you never know where that conversation is going to take you. And so just take the small step. We don't need to go for large steps. Let's just do the baby steps to propel ourselves forward and start the action and connect more with others. Right, Michelle, right. My last question to you, Michelle, is that September 2020, around that, due to COVID, and today, life must have changed for you quite a lot. Now you are, now you are contributing, you are giving to others and in that process receiving. Now, uh, where where do you want to go from here? Where do you see yourself? How do you feel? Do you feel more connected? Do you feel more fulfilled? How do you see yourself going forward in the future? How do I see myself going forward? Well, it is, again, like you said, it, it is back to that connection. It is about finding that group. And, I, and I'm still in the process of creating all of what I vision. And so I see that in fruition now. And, and moving towards that as, as you have that vision and, and guiding yourself towards that. So my vision includes having that connection. But my biggest vision is that I really want to bring moms together and have that in person and start doing some of those retreats. And I really think having those genuine connections and just learning how to do these things in safe spaces and moving forward. And I just see the connection with my kids growing and, and just being more loving and having that love and that compassion and that grace that I'm that is so hard for me to give myself at times that that, that is a learned behavior for me is is going that I don't have to be perfect all the time because we're human and and we got to love our human qualities too and so I think it's just all about that kindness and the compassion and moving forward the more I give the more I serve the more I help moms the better I feel and so that's just where I see my passion and my vision is in serving others and and in turn in being able to bring that light to my family and, and contribute because I'm giving more to other moms as well. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much Michelle, for joining us.